it's breakfast times mm-hmm. around. What's everybody having for breakfast? I'm having the skillet with a lot of eggs and a lot of cheese. Nice. An old glass of water from last night. Nice. <laughs> I had a protein shake and some vitamins. So, we're... Oh, also my insulin. So, that's... Do you eat... You don't eat insulin, do you? You like... <laughs> that sounds really that's, gross. That's a question that people would ask you. No okay. one's ever asked, so I never answered i don't think you eat insulin because it just goes in your body what what is but that's what food does Well, I never. <laughs> but I never. Well, I never. Welcome, 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to Overwitch. This is a gaming podcast where your three best friends catch you up on Overwatch and then talk about some other video game, and then they lose the episode, and then they catch you up on Overwatch, and then they talk about some other video game for a second time. I'm your best friend, Joe, and I'm in a much better mood this time. (laughs) I'm Terrence, and that was Shade. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Ray, and I've been constantly smiling for the past half hour. (laughs) It's nice. It's nice. (laughs) So, tell me what's going on in Overwatch, fellas. Okay, so the meta includes a lot of. <laughs> I know nothing about the I meta. I always right ask now. the question, but really, I want to answer it. Please. Storm Rising is here. The Archives event is here again, which is a Blizzard's annual event of giving us lore in the form of a graham cracker. No, no, no. It's. But I was really, but I was really close, though, right? With, like... With graham cracker. Yeah. Yeah, it's no. definitely okay. So <laughs> if Sorry. you have. No, so, okay, I want to follow this for a little bit. If you have a <laughs> Please cracker. don't. Please. I, that wasn't enough to follow. <laughs> Graham Cracker. Storm Rising is here, and it's the Archives event, and it's Overwatch's annual event where they have a lore drop come in the form of a per- person versus environment level that you would play with a team of four. Up to this point, it's been four people from Overwatch, and it happens at some point in Overwatch's past. This one happened six years ago, and it consists of Mercy, Genji, Tracer, and Winston, and they are capturing Maximilian, who is the accountant for Talon. And they are capturing him so that they can give them, so that he can give them information about where Doomfist, the current leader of Talon, is. And then they end up going on to capturing Doomfist in the anime short that came out a little while ago, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of the the up. Oh, and it takes yeah, it takes place in Havana, Cuba, which is a new map that will be coming out after the event, presumably. So, what are your initial impressions, folks? Terrence, I thought it was really cool. So, um, the earlier archives events, uh, Uprising and Retribution. They all, I've, I've played, actually, when I got into Overwatch, I got into Retribution first, and Uprising was, uh, like, something I got to play during mm-hmm. the Retribution being released. You guys were around during Uprising, right? Like, you guys no, were actually... we, 
no, we okay. didn't play Uprising when it came out. Okay. Well, um, and you know, those were a lot of fun. I, I, I took it for what it was. I, I'm definitely not the type to just play a solo, like, run through, or just a run through that has very low amount of variables, right? Like, I, I, I prefer something to be a little chaotic and a little out of my realm of control and a little more, uh, beg, uh, knocking on my ability to adapt to the scenario. Um, so I, I'll probably only play Storm Rising like a couple more times, but granted, given for what it was purposed for, like giving me a little bit more information and allowing me to uh, see how characters interact, and that awesome short that they gave us with Mercy, um, I, I I I liked it. It, it made me feel good. It, I, I I was excited. I got interested, but although you know, Overwatch stayed true to its nature of only giving us a small little slice. Of what is actually going on, just enough for you to ask questions and wonder, but not enough for you to actually answer any questions. <laughs> so, yeah, right. I thought that gameplay-wise, it was very boring, and the map wasn't interesting, or at least what we saw of the new map. Uh, but lore-wise, it was very fun, and we got to see some new characters that, like Sojourn and the new Omnic. And got a little glimpse on how they fit into the picture. But and by overall, the new Omnic, do you mean Maximilian, or do you mean the evil? Well, I say evil, but the, the radical Omnic that Doomfist is talking to at the end of the, the very, very end of the short. The radical Omnic, but we did get to hear Maximilian talk for the first time, which I did not expect that to be his voice, and I really like it. I like it's, his voice a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's very calm all the time. After seeing this, I'm, like, a little heartbroken because I, I feel like this is almost confirmation that Maximilian will never be a playable character in the game. Mm. He just seems, like, a little bit too passive and a little bit too, like, weak. But, like, I don't know. I I, I always wanted him, and I just don't think it's going to happen anymore. I mean, they can make it work somehow. They could, but I don't think they will. I want... But, like, he's popular, I think. He's popular in my circle, and that circle consists of me. So, <laughs> I, I think he's going to get in at some point. Uh, Sojourn is also very cool. I really like her. I really like her design. I like her mm -hmm. voice. I want to know more about her. I want her to be in the game. I want her to have a battle axe for some reason. Uh, and that That's what I want for her. But mm -hmm. I care more about that than the actual Storm Rising event, which sucks. Because the actual event is very boring. The new map that we saw, it's okay. I'm hoping that the rest of it is a lot more interesting and true to, like, what Havana is like. Because we got to spend a lot of time in a warehouse, mm -hmm. which was boring. And then we saw a very generic castle, and it just wasn't interesting at all. Um, yeah. There was a, There's a part where you take the payload through a slow climb through a seaside road for about five minutes and even that part like i'm like oh cool there's a seaside road but there's nothing interesting going on there it's just yeah. a place that has a cliff and even, a rock it, even all of that like i think that the map itself i'm not sure yet but i think that mm -hmm. the map itself is fine like even with the big warehouse because the warehouse is kind of cool when you first get into it it's just that Storm Rising makes you spend an inordinate amount of time there. Like, right. you you cannot 
you cannot move through it quickly. You and in so much of Storm Rising, you spend a lot of time just standing around, letting them chatter. Which, if you compare that to Retribution, which I can't help but do because it's very similar structurally, um, like the chatter was happening all at the same time as the action as people were moving forward and you had to play it a few times to get everything which Mm -hmm. is like maybe a little frustrating i guess but it's also cool because it only takes like 10 15 minutes to do and retribution is fun storm rising isn't fun so at least i'm glad that like i got everything i needed (laughs) from the first playthrough right Mm -hmm. yeah overall I don't think I'm gonna play it a couple more times just to get the rest of the lore and the interactions that I missed between the characters. Like, and the thing, another thing is that these characters we've seen in past events already, aside from Winston, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I get that Winston, Tracer, and Genji were the ones who captured Doomfist, so they had to set that up. But there could have been a different strike team that came in to get the information. It could have been a different... I, I, I liked that it was those three because of how nice, nicely it ties to the Doomfist short. But, like, it also could have been a different thing altogether. Like, it could have been something that didn't have to do directly with Overwatch's history. And I understand that, like, in the lore it's Overwatch's archives, but, like, that doesn't mean they're not tracking information on what the deadlock gang is up to or what's happening in Australia. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. But to see. Um, I think that, you know, us getting exposed to new characters that aren't released in the game, like they did, you know, Sir Jordan and uh, um, Omnic, 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 they, Omnic, mm-hmm. uh, them Omnics, um, the, uh, it sets the playing field so, you know, when they do release new characters, they can, like, easily segue them into maybe new archive yeah. events, so. Right. Yeah, you so, already have an idea of who they are and what they're about before, before they just pop up in a game. Without having to explain, because, you know, Overwatch hates explaining themselves, so. Yeah. <laughs> right, like, Moira just kind of got dropped. Yeah, Moira needed lore. <laughs> I don't know why they did that, but I, it's fine, because Moira's amazing, so, yeah. yeah. But that is Storm Rising. I totally recommend everybody to go check it out, get your little uh, spoonful of lore, and, and, mm-hmm. and getting your teeth, and then floss twice a day. It's very important. Um, but, yeah, uh, besides that, Overwatch is, you know, that that's the focus of Overwatch recently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like I got a floss now. <laughs> I I don't I don't know yeah. how to how do you floss? <laughs> you see, and you I'm see not that? talking about the tooth it's thing. Like this... I'm talking. Oh that... my god! Oh <laughs> no! Okay, no. real quick. I don't know if I've told this story to you two, but I was visiting my fa- my brother and his family and my parents at their house, and my niece. They have a house. Like, Okay, I'm sorry. I know, in this economy, (laughs) it's wild. Um, Not a joke. Uh, And my niece, who's like six or seven, I don't know how old she is, was like, Uncle Kim, do you know how to floss? And then just started flossing. And I'm like, I aged about five years. And my my spirit left my body for for an hour. Because I'm like, I don't know what this is, and also you're doing it. I'm... I'm (laughs) I am, uh, I'm not a, I'm an activist against flossing. Yeah. I don't like to dance. 
<laughs> what? I don't... Okay, I, I can't get onto my floss soapbox today. <laughs> Let's instead talk about the challenge. The main card competition. Terrence, you want to real quick run us through how this works? Yes. Um, so the main card competition is a stroke of luck, in my opinion. I definitely didn't expect it to be the challenge so soon in the roulette. But basically what it does is each character, each of us get our own individual characters and they have their own individual challenges that we use to um, compete against each other. And whoever gets the most points in that challenge, for lack of a better way to say that, um, gets a roulette token, which you are allowed to use to re-roll the roulette. So how'd you guys do? Well, the three characters that we got, I got um, Sombra. I was supposed to make sure that every kill I got was someone who was hacked. And then record how many of those hacked kills I got. And then compete against you guys to see if I leveled, if I if I competed. Um, not so hot. I suck with Sombra. First, <laughs> for, uh, first time I attempted it, I hacked 17 people. But I was just hacking people. <laughs> because I was selfish <laughs> and being a jerk. And and not actually killing anybody. So, got 17 <laughs> hacks and I think 4 kills of the hacked people. 6 kills in total, 4 kills of the hacked people. Uh, the second attempt, I started understanding myself and understanding that the just the checklist of things you're supposed to accomplish as Sombra. And it made... It made me, uh, you know, understand the, 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 the gripes of a, um, of a Sombra player. And just... Having, a, a, especially against a chaotically placed enemy team, like, they are all over the place. They're, it's, it's super stressful because everybody, I'm like, everybody's running around me and I'm just like, please don't get too close. Don't touch me. Like, I just wanna, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to stay here and hack somebody. So, uh, uh, and just understanding, like, the procedure and getting out of the mindset of other Overwatch characters. I think Sombra might have been the most diverse, uh, diverse motive. Overwatch player playable character in the game because it's just like everybody's doing their job which is seem to be cut and dry and Sombra has to uh you know start the laundry um you know pick up groceries so like just just stuff to do before she gets into the fight which is it took me a while to understand so I commend you Ray really impressive work it takes some time and experience but I did not hate it so that's cool too like Sombra's a lot of fun <laughs> So that was my experience with Sombra. And uh, when it came down to it, the final score was I got 12 hacked and 6 people killed that were hacked. So Nice. That's not too bad, honestly. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how the scoring system works, but it's, uh, it sounds know, good. 50% yeah. of your Gotta kills be. were on hacked targets. <laughs> I don't know. I was supposed to use Torbjorn, and my challenge was... Um, to have more kills from Torbjorn than from my turret. And this was a little hard to track because there are trackers in the game that show you how many Torbjorn kills you have, how many turret kills you have, and how many Molten Core kills you have. And if you, like, add up your turret kills and your Torbjorn kills, it's it'll be more than your eliminations. So I'm not sure exactly how it's <laughs> tracked, but regardless... Um, I did improve on this challenge steadily throughout my three games. If we go by a spread, like Torbjorn kills versus turret kills, the first game I had negative two, second game I had plus two, 
and the third game I had plus four. I had four more kills than my turret. And in those three games, like the first one, I was like, God, this sucks. I don't know how or why to play Torbjorn. (laughs) And then by the third one, I was like, I'm a Torbjorn main. I love (laughs) this character. Uh, I learned, I kept getting harassed by Wrecking Ball, which was funny because... I, it didn't bother me. <laughs> like, I would just use overload and right-click him, and then he would run away or die. And the, his turret is a really good uh, counter to the minefield, which I didn't know, but the turret will um, target the mines and shoot him down, which was a really fun thing to learn. Um, but outside of that, I still don't know how to use Molten Core, and I don't think I ever will. And that's fine, because Torbjorn's still fun. <laughs> yes, yes. So much better than he used to be, right? He's, yeah, no, he's a good character now. Um, my uh, challenge was to use Moira, and Moira's <laughs> primary form of damage is draining the life essence out of other people and Omnics. And my challenge was to I, that I could only do kills with her orb of destruct or, or her orb of damage which uh you can choose to do healing or damage with the orb and i can only confirm kills with the orb and let me tell you it was sucked it sucked bad and not in the moira kind because i'm i'm a pretty decent moira player i think but i'm more focused on healing when i play her and this challenge forced me to think about her in a more aggressive sense and I it was hard to get out of the mindset of I need to throw a healing ball and then drain the life energy out of the the enemy that I'm fighting because Moira will survive that fight and the other person usually won't depending on who they are but instead I had to just uh, because there's such a large cooldown on the ball, I couldn't throw a healing ball, wait, and throw a bad ball to survive. I just had to throw a bad ball. And most of the time, the enemy would just get out of the range of the ball, and <laughs> it was bad. Over the course of three games, uh, there's no like counter for Moira on on how many balls uh, kills she got. So over the course of three how games... How many balls she has... Yeah, uh, I... How many balls did you get, Ray? I got two... How many balls did you get? I got two balls over the course of three games. I'm committing. And so, it it was frustrating, but I can... It helped me get used to throwing the the damage orb a little bit more, Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out when to use it instead of just at the beginning of a fight, Mm -hmm. when no one needs healing. And I'm really was... struggling not to make the joke that we made last time about, like, did you know that Diva's defense matrix will eat them? <laughs> oh, do, I, do you want me to walk into that one? I'll walk into it if you want. And, he, um, he, did, he did strategically step out of the range of that joke. Yeah. So I, I did. I did. I was... Do you was want me to, 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 to no, jump in there? No. So that was my challenge, and I utterly lost. Based uh, on maybe. my very intricate scoring system <laughs> that I will never release to you guys because okay. it is my own. <laughs> Joe is the victor of this challenge for this week. Woo! So here's your coin. I don't Flick, know how to woo. Sparkle, sparkle, land. Congrats. In your lap. 
Um, it's a um, it's a coin with my face on the front and Ray's face on the back. Oh, very good. And over very Ray's nice. face, it says over, and under my face, it says which. <laughs> so, <laughs> so who's and, the top? Who's the bottom? <laughs> my face is like stretched out around the outside rim of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no! Oh no! Oh, I don't like that anymore. <laughs> oh! Whoa! Smash cut, smash cut, it's time for a smash cut. <laughs> oh my god. Wait. Oh man, I never saw this coming. <laughs> the new challenger approaches. Who is that in the shadows? He's not in the shadows. He fights the shadows, and his name is Joker McJoker. Joker, and Joker. he has gun, he has knife, he has Arsene. His persona. And... He's from Persona 5, and, uh, he, like, with him also came the stage Mementos, which pays homage to the rest of the Phantom Thieves from Persona 5, as well as Persona 3 and 4, and there's just a lot of really cool stuff about him, especially, especially if you're a fan of Persona, like I am. Mm-hmm. Or a I am. Fan. Yeah, um, he's he's definitely a character where even if you don't know anything about Persona, it might want might get you interested in playing it because he is so cool. He's got the flare and and the stance and the cool sword and gun to make you click him, and then he's got the superpowers to make you be like, "What? This guy's yeah. cool." So and then at the end, I mean, and then I hope you get a victory with him. I need to get a victory with him. Because yeah. then, then he does the run off screen thing. It's it's great. Oh, I have to. I have to. He's fun. I didn't expect him to be so much fun. Uh, but he's he's a little trickster, and his moves are a little little strange. Can't really read him that well. Yeah. And then Arsene comes after you. You charge your rebellion gauge, and you just do more damage. And there's a cool persona flying around you. And it's fun. <laughs> yeah, his down B is really cool because when he does not have his persona active, he uses a move called Rebel's Guard, which doesn't, like, counter or anything like that. It just prevents some of the damage that comes in, but it also charges his persona gauge a lot. And when the persona gauge gets full, that's when Arsene comes out and all of his moves, moves get more powerful. Um, and when he's out, the down B is a reflect and a counter. So it can reflect projectiles and also counter uh, physical attacks, which mm-hmm. is apparently... I hadn't really thought about it, but that's new to the game. That's that's not something that anyone Palutena. else has. Palutena? Okay. Palutena well, has that. Well, she's a goddess, so and she's also cheating. Confirm Joker is a goddess. And also, like, you you totally, like, you just called her Palatina. Like, I'm surprised you weren't smitted. What is the past tense of smote? Smote. I'm surprised you weren't smote. Palatina. It's, um, our our savior, Palatina. Lady Palatina. Lady Palatina. Goddess Palatina, goddess of the gods. Your majesty also works. If you say your name again, she'll show up. Yeah. (laughs) And then say something sarcastic and then walk away. Gosh. Could you imagine if she existed? That'd be so cool. She does. What are you talking about? Anyway, this has been Smash Cut. Yeah. That's it. Wait, real quick. Also, with the patch, it came out with Stage Builder and Video Builder, 
which uh, has made me like very interested in getting so, back into Snatch and making some wacky stuff. I'm not trying to like extend this far that it needs to go, but what is Video Builder? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's my dumb way of saying video editor when I don't <laughs> don't want to think of the word editor. <laughs> I already had Builder right there, ready to go. Also, real quick, uh, if I if you make Smash stages. Send them to us. I want to try them out. It'll be fun. <laughs> so yeah. feed at us your Smash stages. It'll it'll be fun, and I'll I'll like you more mm-hmm. more than I already do. If we if if somebody sends us a Smash a Smash stage to play, we'll play it and then talk about it for exactly thirty seconds on this show. <laughs> yes. Uh, we... Anyway, this has been Smash Cut. Back to. The, the the shadow realm I uh no we're no you're back Overwatch. the shadow realm <laughs> I don't want to go to the shadow realm and all right no, let's look. talk about everything else that there is to talk about in Overwatch right now okay cool all right that's it um looks like nothing time to open a loot box there we go. All right I got it it's here it's okay. Uh, all right, chick, and oh my goodness! Why is your camera so high now? Oh. It's sitting <laughs> on the loot box. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, uh, what's in this loot box? So there's a couple legendaries in here. Uh, it's a podcast. It's called The Good Boys Girls. The Good Boys Girls is a McElroy fan cast featuring Lily Blue and Haley Rose, where they talk about the McElroy brand of products, and they go through each each product that the McElroys have and dissect it in a very wholesome and pure way. And if you're not a fan of the McElroys, this might be a good place to start to kind of get a feel of... No, that's yeah. a lie. Well, maybe... Well, I think specifically, I think the... Second episode, the first episode that they do is just like about their show and what it's going to be, and then the second episode I think is about Monster Factory. And that's a good place to start. If you're not a fan of McElroy content and you want to like a one possible way of onboarding, listening to that episode of Good Boys Girls can give you a good idea of what to expect and some good suggestions for where to start. Um, and that. And then after that, like, the podcast itself, Good Boys Girls, is excellent. It is very funny and mm-hmm. very charming. And the hosts, uh, L- Lily and Haley, are consistently just just nice. <laughs> just nice to listen to. Uh, they come out every other Friday opposite us on Lunar Life Studio. Nice. There's a second legendary in here. Uh, it's a... Uh... What, what? I don't know what to call this. I don't. What do you? What would you call this, Terrence? What you call it? What you, what you call it? What you call <laughs> no, it is I'm not. Is you. not. Is not. A... Yeah. What? Well, I mean, I, I guess we'll figure out a name later. What? But it's <laughs> yeah, like like Overwatch because that's so great. <laughs> what you call it? What you call it is a uh, Wyatter fan cast d- at me. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so for the audience, it's actually called What You Call It. Like, that's the name of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, what is What You Call It? Uh, I mean, you were telling me it's a Wyatt Earp fan cast. Okay, it's low key a Wyatt Earp fan cast, but it <laughs> actually is just 
a fun little podcast featuring Britt and Reed, who are best friends, and they just talk about their lives, catch up each catch each other up on things that are going on, and most of it, a good portion of it, is them talking about the Wyatt Earp show, and it's very good, and they're from the Midwest, so they do a lot of fun Midwest accents, and it's just, it's a nice little podcast to listen to if uh, you want something that's kind of low stakes. Mm-hmm. And just kind of have a couple friends along the ride. You yeah. can tag along a ride with a couple friends. Yeah, and they'll take you some wild places. Like, they they do go on tangents mm-hmm. constantly. I, I feel like we have to constantly try to rein things in here to keep things moving. But they don't. They feel no such pressure. And it's, and really, it's, so it's really nice. <laughs> it's really nice and calm. <laughs> so Whatcha Call It can be found on the Lunar Light Network every other Tuesday. Hi, this is Haley Rose. And this is Lily Blue. And we are the, the Good, Good Boys, Boys Girls. Girls. Hi, I love you. Hi, I love you. Hey, do you like to listen to the McElroy Brothers? You bet I do. Do you like to listen to the McElroy Brothers? Not only do I like to listen to them, but I like to watch them as well. <gasps> so do I. And if you're a fan of the McElroy family of products, well then, boy howdy, do we have the podcast for you. What's it called? It's called The Good Boys Girls. The Good Boys Girls. The Good Boys Girls. The Good Boys Girls. That's us. We're the Good Boys Girls. We're making this podcast where we two girlfriends talk about the McElroy brothers and their wonderful wives and families and everything and their content and it's really great and we gush and we critically analyze it's come on come on down you know you want to come it's really fun and meanwhile we're very cute and adorable and we have a good time together we certainly do we certainly do where can we find this podcast? Oh, you know what? I think it might just be on LunarLightStudio.com every other Friday. Every other Friday? Every other Friday. Wow. See you there! Uh, so that's the loot box. Let me get it out of here. Packs laden with loot are often light on supplies. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> it's really... It's really... Let's get out of here, Hello. you guys. All right, let's let's go. Hello, mysterious voice. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, well, who are you Darkest and what do you Dungeon want? Dungeon is a video game available on Steam and Switch. You gotta you gotta throw in some like dramatic words. Yeah. Change that available. Yeah, I words. I can't like I can't. You got this. Me. I believe you. You're a poet. All right. Darkest dungeon. Is a entertainment service. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm all about that. <laughs> Darkest Dungeon is a video game with a really fun narrator, and it's available on <laughs> Steam and Switch, confirmed, and likely elsewhere as well. But we played it mostly on Steam. It's uh, available for twenty five dollars. You can play it with a controller on Steam. I tried to because I thought it would be easier, but I wouldn't recommend it. It's not very intuitive. Um, and it is a single-player game where you go through dungeons that get dark. And it's stressful. Um, you don't play as any of the heroes necessarily. You play kind of as a caretaker who hires heroes that go out onto quests and then get goods and spoils, which they then bring back to your little cursed hamlet, which you can then upgrade to help make the heroes stronger and help them recover faster. And 
Um, it's that's kind of the progression loop. So it's like a dungeon crawling RPG battle thing, which with just has a really fun and interesting battle system, and then that is paired up against a kind of um, medieval Hamlet tycoon simulator, um, which is yeah, and that, that's kind of the the back and forth of the game. So what uh, and and the the narrator sounds like this. <laughs> the narrator. Really <laughs> I love how you said narrator. <laughs> 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 oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. This may come as a surprise to some people, but Darkest Dungeon is a fun game. <laughs> it's a good video game. Is the it's thing a good about video it. game, and uh, one big good part of it is the battle system and the stress system. So those are two things, not one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know how to Definitely. count. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I specifically want to talk about the battle system because it's a turn-based RPG when you dive into the dungeons and you have four characters that you are controlling and you tell them to do attacks and there are uh, there's an enemy team that also fights back. It's pretty standard stuff. However, positioning for your your party and the enemy party is huge so you're in a line and people in the front can't uh are usually doing melee attacks to the people in the front uh your ranged characters can't really do a lot to the people in the front row of the enemy team as well and so you have to decide uh what your team position and what your team composition is going to be to to make the the fights as as not easy but to to make them bearable because the fights in this game are difficult. Each fight you have to pay attention or you will die or, or get a lot of stress and lose a character. Well, you were talking about the stress system and that's, that's a really important part. The stress system uh, makes characters that you love and, and you see their personality and you get the resolve and you understand who they are, get changed into this character that you did not expect. Every character mm-hmm. has their own randomly generated, uh, shitty side for lack of a better term like afflictions when, uh, affliction um if they if they get to 100 stress they either most times they will they are struck with an affliction or they power through it and become virtuous um and afflictions basically are just bad news they they make you skip turns or do things that you otherwise wouldn't and they make you continue to stress out the party even more as time goes on based on that personality trait yeah if you get to 200 stress then your the character just dies like of a heart attack like it's it's just over man (laughs) oh i didn't know that yeah that's i mean that's what it says when you when you keep getting stress after the affliction do you think i read yes i do you're you're the reader one you're the you're the read the reedy i'm the read boy hello boy Hello, I'm the Reed Boy. Welcome to the Darkest Dungeon. I am your current narrator because the other narrator is taking a sip of water, and I am taking up as much time as I can to not tell you anything about the story until he comes back. Oh, look, here he comes. Ancient traps lie in wait, unsprung and thirsting for blood. Unsprung is the name of my new rap single. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I was gonna say Overwatch. Um, Darkest Dungeon is a game that looks 
like a scary, a spooky pop-up book, like Ray has mentioned before, um, which means that they, in my opinion, means they can spend a lot more time on the content and the details. And they do a really good job of making this game full of those. Like, so you, you get characters that you bring along on these journeys and they they say things every now and then that make you feel like okay you're strong you get they get their own little personality traits what they do what they uh like what's what's their pros what are their cons and they have their own skill lists so these people kind of like create um an existence for you and you're just like i want to take care of this person they 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 you know almost build a connection when you see them lose like the battle of stress it stresses me. It stresses you out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you begin to panic, and you they they become they do things that that you can't afford them to do at like the <laughs> worst times. Like, um, for example, uh, one character that I had, my favorite experience that I've had with the game was um, where I had this very powerful woman who who stood strong. And I think she was a berserker class or barbarian, one of the two. And um, she was in the front row, and she was just getting them, just getting them really good. And she missed a couple, and I was like, oh, you know they would have died if I hit her, but, you know, whatever. And she was the whole, she was like the tower that was keeping my team alive. And it was going so smoothly for uh, more than half of the dungeon. Then we get attacked by four spiders. And uh, while they are moving, the narrator says... How quickly the tide has... Turned. Okay, actually, can, can I get the voice line narrated? Oh, um, one second. All right. <laughs> How quickly the tide turns. Yeah, no, it was it was intense. And right and right when that was happening, people started stressing out. Um, and my berserker becomes abusive. And she's really mean. She's talking about how she should just kill everybody because they're making mistakes. Every time somebody misses, she just goes so hard on them. And I'm just like, oh no. So I asked her to move back. Like, I'm like, you, you gotta back up. Yeah, no, uh, somebody got pushed behind her and I was trying to get them to go behind the, 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 my strong one. And she hits them because she's like, you, like, she like insults them and then hits them. And I'm like, no. Please. we're all stressing out here let's just come together <laughs> let's have a talk and she is just not hearing it and she ends up dying and it was so quickly in like literally the second half of the dungeon crawling experience she goes from literally 100 health and very little stress to dying mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and me just and and me being left with someone who's at death's door and someone who can't heal and also has a short amount of life I like that experience. Every experience into the dungeon, you just never know what's going to happen. You never know how it's going to play out. And no matter how prepared you are, you know you're not prepared enough. And yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what I really like about this game. This game, it I will say that it feels like it's hard to determine what what victory you walked away with. Like, what reward mm-hmm. you got. Mm-hmm. Because the losses are just so huge. So, yeah. The game also yeah. has um, multiple places in town that you can upgrade for the characters. Maybe you want them to relax, go pray. Maybe you want them to uh, to visit the local brothel and, you know, 
Fulfill mm-hmm. their desires of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Ray. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm, I just like I just like Connor. <laughs> For just, what? No, not not like I just like picking on you. Like just saying, hey Ray, like this is like you know for no reason. It, it's fine. Uh, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll calm down a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, no, that was the overwhelming message. Was you're talking too much, Ray, and I need you to like talk a little less. It's a it's 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 a great game, full of a lot of things and. A lot of reasons for a lot of people to get into it. It is not multiplayer, yeah. and that's and that's really weird for me because I usually only like multiplayer games. You know, it, you say these things, and there's like been like three or four games in our entire milieu where you're like, I really like this game. It surprised me, and they're all mostly single player games. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how often do I replay those games? You know, like I'll, I'll I'll indulge the experience, but this game feels like a game that I'll definitely like. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. If I don't see you playing Darkest Dungeon like every day, I'm gonna call you out. Call me. Call me, and then be like, um, I noticed it's been four hours, and you like didn't log in the Darkest Dungeon. (laughs) Uh, What's wrong? Are you okay? (laughs) So, I don't have. I don't think I have a whole lot to add to this conversation because it's just like, it's really fun and good. And there are a couple of things that I would like to be better. But something that I I, I do want to touch on is the narrator as a character. Mm. Um, like, I think the idea is that he was the owner of the Hamlet and it's his mm-hmm. fault that, like, everything is the is corrupted and, and everything. Um, and he is constantly, like, filling you... Well, he's like... Letting you know how desperate the situation is and that despair is an appropriate response to what's going on. But he's also like never, well, not never, but he's not, he's not overwhelmingly mean or, or unfair to you. He's on your side and he's trying to be hopeful. Um, Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you fail a mission, for instance, one of the things that he says is, <laughs> Do not ruminate on this fleeting failure. The campaign is long, and victory will come. Which is oh, really nice. Nice. I didn't. I, I didn't hear him say anything inspiring like that. <laughs> um, I failed a couple of missions, and he's usually he's not mean about it. Um, but one of the other things that I like about him as a character is how like you will sometimes, very rarely, hear like glimpses of him as a person. Um, and one of the lines that he says when you enter the wield is, I knew all of these paths once. Now they are as twisted as my own ambitions. And, like, he's very clearly taking blame for things that have gone wrong here. Mm-hmm. So that's fun, too. The boss fights in the game are fun. Speaking of, like, things that can go, like, 0 to 60, I had... um or, like, completely flip around. I had gone in with a team that had, like, roughly 20 to 30 stress between them, but I was really confident in the makeup. And throughout the dungeon, I managed to get all of their stress lower. They were at full health. Like, I was like, hell yeah, like, I'm kicking ass. And then I got to the boss, and she, like, can just, she had a big cauldron. And she would just pick somebody up and put them in the cauldron. It never missed. There wasn't, like... And you had to hit the cauldron enough times for them to get out. And they were taking damage constantly while they were in it. And I found out 
that when this messed up my party order, I didn't have anyone to do damage with. Like all of their oh, all of their no. attacks were messed up, and I was like, oh no! Like I almost like two of the people that I had got to death store during that fight, and it was scary. I really thought I was going to lose somebody, even though it had gone so well up to that point. Mm-hmm. So. It really is, like you said, it is about being as prepared as possible, and despite that, still knowing, like, you're still not prepared for everything. Mm -hmm. Something's going to surprise you. And I definitely, I started on the darkest, because I have to start on the hardest difficulty level. It just makes sense in my brain. Um, The game, like, I'm, I'm able to understand from you guys' experience that the game... I don't know what would be easier about it. Like, going in the easier thing, because it seems like the fights are chaotic and difficult. And and they they did promise me that I was going to lose somebody, even though I, I told myself, no one's going to die. I was, really, <laughs> I, I was, I was very mistaken. But it, it makes me feel like this game is just meant to to be a struggle like to be something that you you feel accomplished for getting out of or if you have like one more person and you're just like i'm glad you i'm glad you made it like everybody else didn't and i'm just glad to see you and go go take a break you know like oh. I, <laughs> I, it just is it's it's interesting and i and i will recommend that you guys try it on darkest because it's not impossible it definitely yeah. isn't it, it not once has made me feel like I, no, that's a lie. Um, it has once made me feel like all was lost, but we made it out anyway. And I think that that is the, the, the theme, I guess. So I, I recommend you guys, uh, try on the darkest. The darkest dungeon. So that's darkest dungeon. So that's darkest dungeon. I didn't say a lot, I realized, but Terrence covered a big portion of it, and it was all good. Well, what 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 do you want to talk about, Ray? Nothing. That's it. <laughs> it was all good. It's a good game. It won awards, probably. It probably won I awards. I could see that winning awards. Yeah. I probably should have looked that up beforehand. <laughs> all right, let me take a... So, that's Darkest Dungeon. It's a very fun game filled with a lot of fun, stressful mechanics and a fun narrator. In a very, a very scary world. It's not a scary game, but it's a scary world, and you can see the effects of that. But I do have a question in the real world for y'all. Real world. <laughs> Ray, is Dark Ascension uh, with your Overwatch time? Yeah, it is. Did you steal it from him? Is that what I you did? did? I uh, yeah, I feel really bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's worth my time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You can, uh, you can ask. You can ask oh, it. No, it's too late. Wait, oh, no, uh, it's not. You can't take it. Uh, I, my uh, stress has gone up. It's, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> I can't take. He cracks under the pressure. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is the real world. Um, <laughs> um. Just Terrence, is this game worth your overwatch? A setback, time? but not the end of things. <laughs> <laughs> this game is absolutely worth your overwatch time. Play it. Play it. Stress out a little bit. Stress Lose. out a little bit? Just a little bit. Lose. Stress out a little bit. And then win. Uh, Joe, is this... Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Joe, is this game worth your overwatch time? <laughs> um, That's tough for me. If you say no, I will slap you. <laughs> that's tough for me. Because I have the abusive tag It's now. hard for me because it's a game that requires a lot of time to get anything out of it which is hard for me as a person right now. But 
ignoring that it is it's a really fucking good game it is a really good game and yes it's worth your overwatch time especially since what i'm going up against in overwatch right now is storm rising (laughs) (laughs) wow shade big shade shade number two today (laughs) all right well go play darkest no i'm getting rid of the sad character now (laughs) go all right go play darkest dungeon it's super fun (laughs) Uh, we we say we stand darkest dungeon. We stand darkest dungeon. Uh, however, we must move on from the wield and the ruins and the darkest dungeon. And next episode's game, we will be talking about Kerbal Space Program. <gasps> yeah, we are. I don't really know a whole lot about it. Yeah, yeah. I I I agree. This is another game where I have zero. I don't even know what to think. So mm-hmm. like, I, I also have little exciting. experience. I think it's a spaceship building simulator with like physics. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. But Terrence, what is is Uh-oh. the challenge? It's a team Ooh, challenge, right? Yes, it it's is. It's a team challenge. Give Yay. me one moment because I was ill prepared in the face of adversity. He was ill prepared for the face of adversity. Okay, um... I can't do it just... It was good. I'm into it. <laughs> Thank you for indulging me and letting me just read lines It's this not whole an episode. indulgence since we asked for it. <laughs> Terrence, where, where's the doc? Oh, sup, doc? How you doing? You looking good today. I'm doing well. Looking all, looking all cute and shit. Thank you. Aren't I kawaii? <laughs> um. Rolling around at the speed of sound. <laughs> oh, I love Got it. Got nowhere to go. Got to Got follow to... my rainbow. Rainbow. Okay, so we, we're good here. We're, we're good. <laughs> are we there? So we've we been are doing a to... team challenge, and we can. Uh, by the way, Joe, the coin that you earned can be used at any time for any challenge. So if we all just hate the challenge, you can reroll it. Mm, if you want to save point. it for yourself <laughs> and be, yeah. yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, exactly. But if you want to use it for your selfish desires and guilty yeah. pleasures, then you may use that as well. Um, Selfish desires and guilty pleasures. <laughs> rampant. We can, okay, so the first part is that we can only use the tanks for this challenge. Let's see what it, let's see what else. Can you re-roll it, please? Okay. 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 To re-roll it. Okay. And the, the, the rule states, oh, immediately. So, <laughs> So with the tanks, we do the challenge. Teamwork, question mark. Is that Latin? So basically... (laughs) That's a great (laughs) title. I'm sorry. (laughs) So basically, the challenge states that we must play tanks, but work as though we do not have a team. So we must neglect our team and and become the pinnacle of toxicity in Overwatch gameplay. I don't know how to do that. Oh, I hate that. So Wait, do we do we the three of us count as a team? Yes. Or okay, but we, cannot, we have to ignore the rest of yeah, the team. No, we we can't we can't work together. You must work by yourself. Oh, the three of us can't work together. Yes, you must flank. Oh, we can okay. communicate, 
but we cannot act as though we have a team. We must flank. If there's a point to get on, you must do the point. If there's a kill to get, you must get the kill. Okay. <laughs> and we uh, must do it as no, no three No retreating tanks. to the team. <laughs> no retreating to all, the team. All glory. All... <laughs> I see. Oh, my. And with three tanks, oh, we better have good healers. Is all I'm saying. I can't the do it. The pursuit of glory shall be your demise. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. So that'll uh, be fun. I can't wait. I do like playing in tanks. This is definitely uh, mucky water. <laughs> I I don't know what to say. I'm I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared of this challenge. I guess. Uh, well, let's wrap it up. I guess. Yeah, let's wrap it up. I guess. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter at OverwitchCast, and you know what you can do is you can let me know. Which of the narrator lines that I said was your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please. Uh, that's what I really want to hear on Twitter. That's what I need. Do that. Send us smash stages. Just say hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Send us smash stages. And let us know if there's a specific game that you want to play. We're kind of running up against of a little bit of a dry spell here. We do have... I will announce this here, just so it's on public record. We are going to be doing Dream Daddy... At some point, but we're just not doing it yet. Um, <laughs> yes, daddy. Um, and if you want to give us a little bit more of a detailed message or, you know, just say hi again, you can send an email to overwitchpodcast at gmail.com or you can let us know what you think of the show by leaving a review. Um, there are three more new reviews on iTunes, and I'd wow. like to go through these real quickly. First of all, we got a new five-star review from Lexicontriku. I think that's how you would say that. Lexicontriku. Lexa says... Sounds like a Pokemon. uh, I like it. Sonic the Hedgehog is the name of the review. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The content of the five-star review says, If only they would cover Sonic the Hedgehog, this would be the best podcast, but I'm rating it five stars in hopes that they do. (sighs) Uh, then Sam Falls leaves a five-star review called Cynic, Cynic the Hedgehog. That's not what it says, but that's what I'm starting to feel like. Cynic. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. It says, if only they would cover Sonic the Hedgehog, then this would be the best po- podcast. But I'm rating five stars in hopes that they will do it. And then the most recent of the new reviews is from Pokemon fan. It's it's not Pokemon. There's a C in there. <laughs> Pokemon fan one two three. Pokemon. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! And the name of the oh, review—it's it. another five-star review. Thank you very much, Pokemon fan. Um, the name of the review is Sonic the Hedgehog, and okay. the content of it says, "If only covered Sonic." And then there's three sad faces. <laughs> Okay, all right. Is that all the reviews? Which I think gets across the point just fine. Yeah, that's all the new ones. And all thank right, you y'all. so much to Lexa, Sam Falls, and Pokemon Fan One Two Three. Okay. Thank you. That tickles me uncontrollably. We hear you. We hear you. Sonic is coming. I promise. I'm not promising anything until we reach 20 reviews. But I edit the show, so I can just make I can just take all the times that you say Sonic and then throw them into it. <laughs> uh, no, no, we're 
Give us, give us, <laughs> help us get to twenty reviews, Wait, Ray, and we oh will God. do a Sonic game. Ray, what was the name of the the tool that Doctor Who uses? I I forget what it's called. This oh ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you you almost had me there. I almost said it. I'll get you one of these days. Uh, we will do the game of the blue hedgehog. But mm-hmm. we must reach twenty reviews. No. It is the pact. It is the deal. Twenty review. We never set that that price. It's twenty reviews, and bad advertising will cover Sonic the Hedgehog on bad advertising. And y'all are well on your way. You have six new reviews of twenty, and that's. I mean, that's good progress. So keep it up. Like, tell your friends and uh, make a fake account or whatever. Maybe I'll do that. Just kidding. I would never do that. That's rude. Um, but yeah, this is really nice. And thank you. Thank you for the, the feedback, even if it is a joke. Um, it is five star reviews, and I'll take it. <laughs> also, and leave us a real review if you yeah, want. <laughs> yeah, if there's something that you think we could approve, or if you legitimately think this is just a good show, we'd like to hear about that too, because that would be nice <laughs> to hear. <laughs> and tell your friends that if when we get 20 new reviews we'll do Sonic cuz they're all big everybody's a big Sonic fan these mm-hmm. days. Everybody is a big every, Sonic every, fan. Everybody big. Everybody Speaking big. Speaking of everybody big. Speaking of everybody big, go check out the rest of the amazing shows that are part of our podcast <laughs> family. Lunar Light Studio. You can find them at <laughs> lunarlightstudio.com and lunarlighthq on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. This has been over, Witch. <laughs> A farewell from the congregation of laughter and peaked brotherhood. Until next time, stay gamer. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.